Life is a balance between holding on and letting go. Rumi. This is Life in Perspective, episode 13, Forward. <laughs> Let's get it. Yo, welcome to Life in Perspective. I know, I know, I am told up toe up this is officially turning into a bi-weekly podcast that is not intentional and we are going to get back in the rhythm guys this week I promise <laughs> but you know I was on vacation last week and I decided to just take a break from everything while on vacation I also made a huge transition in life and so I'm just you know, I've just been trying to process it all all right I don't think it is by chance that I am recording today on Pentecost Sunday I mean if you are a believer If you are a Christian, if you believe in Jesus, you know that today is just an amazing day of celebration where we mark the moment where there was the first encounter with the Holy Spirit recorded in the Bible, where we could see tangible evidence that the Holy Spirit had come upon us and that he was with us. And so I thought it was very interesting because I'm thinking about my life and I'm thinking about, you know, what it what it means to move forward and what it means to like grieve the past, but also embrace the future and trying to find a middle ground between all of these emotions of what it's like to transition in a space. And so, yeah, officially um, last Friday, I transitioned from the Potter's House at 1 LA and I have accepted a position at a new church called Centerpoint Church in Marietta, California. Um, And if I had time to tell you guys about how crazy the story was, which, you know, that may happen today, depending on how the Lord wants to to move. Um, Yeah, you know, it's, it's been something that I have... I am super duper excited about, sort of kind of nervous, also sad about because to transition also means that there are some things that you have to leave behind, even though it's tough, right? Even though it's hard. And I thought about how much Pentecost, like how much that mirrored, you know, how I feel today. It's like we think about in order for the disciples to be able to embrace the coming of the Holy Spirit, they had to release what their lives were like when Jesus was present, you know, because for Jesus to be present meant that the comforter would come. But there was this process and this journey that they had to take where they had to be okay with Jesus leaving, right? They had to be okay with life without him or life being uncomfortable, not knowing what was next. You know, the I think the benefit of having Jesus around was that they were always able to know what was coming next because Jesus was always sharing with them the will of the father and so I think in retrospect right that's essentially what the Holy Spirit does but that was a new that was a new place for them right they we can sense the Holy Spirit right Holy Spirit is a person but he is not in a physical form of a body and so that is um, something that we have to learn to embrace and when I think about my life right it's like man I'm on this new journey I'm embarking on this new journey which is super exciting and I'm really excited about what God's gonna do in and through me um, during my time at Center Point. But then there's also the sad part of me that has to recognize that moving on means having to let go of my current situation, what's comfortable to me, um, the TPH One LA is my family. Um, they are my community. They are all of my friends. They are just about everything that exists for me here in LA. And so there's a scary part of me that's like, dang, I have to transition and walk away from the people that I love. And of course, we will always remain friends. We still go hang out. We still going to kick it. But life is going to look a lot different. You know, life is going to be a whole lot different. And if I'm completely honest, I've just kind of been stuck the last couple of days because I'm like, okay, Lord, 
I know that this is you um, because that's the only way that this is happening. But then it's just like, man, like, what am I doing? And is this something that I really want to do? I feel like I just just got my footing here, like as it relates to being stable. And, you know, yeah. And God's like, all right, let's do it, which is very interesting because I feel like my life works a lot like that. Right. I feel like the moment I finally settled and, you know, got planted and was secure in being at my church in Chicago, God was like, all right, pack it up. Let's go. We're going to LA right after I had pretty much settled and not being in LA. (laughs) And so I feel like, you know, God just keeps me on my toes. I feel like I remain in a place where I remember I got this prophetic word before moving to LA and uh, it was prophetess Michelle McLean. And something she said was, she said, God's going to teach you what it means to live by faith, right? To walk by faith. Like he's going to, and I definitely feel that way. I feel like I've been on this journey where I'm walking. It's been very interesting. You know, I really, really, really think that it was the Lord's plan for me to do this on Pentecost because I think, too, like my life has been a testament to what it means to walk with God. Genuinely, it means choosing him above everything. And I think I liken my life to Abraham when God tells him, hey, pack up your stuff, leave your family and go to a place that I'll show you when you get there. I just, you know, I feel a little bit better because at least I know where I'm going, but I don't know what it'll look like. I don't know what it's going to feel like. I don't know how, you know, there are parts of me that knows like how I'll be embraced just because of the process that I've been on um, with the church. But essentially, there are a lot of things I don't know. Right. Um, And there just I just feel like I'm I'm in a space where the only way we're going to make it through this is full total trust and reliance on God. And I I have to, you know, empathize with Abraham because I'm sure, you know, it it, it really um, encourages me how his relationship with God was so there where he didn't, you know, he'd have no questions. I had a lot of questions. And if I'm completely honest, I kind of had an attitude with the Lord this week because um, I knew this was going to happen. Also was in a space where I had embraced how like embraced it happening. But I think I I think I I messed up because I had a plan on how it was going to happen, the timing of what it would look like and all those things. And the Lord got me right on together. I'm going to tell you, um, there was a day and I, I had like the final round of interviews and um yeah. And so even after that, you know, they made an offer on the spot and I was like, yeah, you know, like, give me some time. Like, let me think about it. Cause I'm one of those people that like, I'm very clear on what the Lord is saying, doing, but it's just like, I need time to process, right? I need time to get my mind together, you know, just prepare for all the things that are going to change. So I'm like, cool. Boom. They made an offer. I'm going to go ahead and enjoy my, the rest of my vacation. I'm going to go back to work. I'm going to walk out this process of, you know, talking to my pastor and providing everybody with timelines that were according to my timeline. I don't even think I really asked the Lord what he saw and how he saw it and when he thought I should do it because I felt like the instruction was enough, right? It was like, the Lord told me to do this and I'm going to do it. I've submitted to it. But then it's like, we got to try to figure it out on our own time. And it's interesting because, you know, I literally, I think my life is just completely submitted to the fact that I want to be all that God intended for me to be, right? I want to become everything that he wants me to become. And so with that, it also means where I choose to work, where I choose to live, where I choose to go, who I choose to interact with, engage with, build relationships with, like all of that is submitted to the purpose that God has ordained for my life. And so when that happens, I'm really 
I genuinely should be used to situations like this because when God says go, I am the person that will go. I also like to do things in my own time. Sometimes I'm a procrastinator, um, you know, but the Lord is working on me with that. And and so the truth of the matter is, guys, that delayed obedience is disobedience. And I know we try to like make it sound cute and feel like, no, but I told the Lord, yes, just in my time. It's like, no, then you didn't really tell the Lord. Yes. If you're trying to like figure it out and for me, it's just like, I, I I actually love being in new environments. I'm an Enneagram 7, wing 8. So I look for new challenges and new excitement. I get bored very easily. So I'm all down for that. But I think this kind of shook me up because I, in my head, saw how it was going to play out. And then there was like this quick shift and I didn't really know what to do. And so it, it again, like, you know, made me think about Abraham and God was like, just go. And when I tell you where you are, then that's when you are there. (laughs) And I think like, you know, understanding like this level of faith, almost having to pull on past experiences and remind myself that God is with me, right? Not that I feel alone in this at all. And let me just tell y'all, like the Lord flexed on me, like really, (laughs) he flexed on me this week. He was like, just in case you were thinking that this was you and it has something to do with you, let me show you how in control I am of this like all the way down to like my my pastor reaching out to me and saying, hey, I just wanted to check in on you and me having to have a conversation that I was not prepared to have until like maybe a week from now because I needed to just process and get my thoughts together to like me giving a timeline to God working it out where it's like, no, you don't even need to go back. And the crazy thing is like that made me really sad because I'm like, dang, I didn't know the last time I saw my people was going to be the last time I saw my people. But then also being able to understand even when we don't understand, right? It's Proverbs 3 and 5 and it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and it and lean not into your own understanding acknowledge him in all of your ways and he will direct your path and when I say that I am fully and completely living out Proverbs 3 and 3 5 and 6 like it is genuinely what is happening right now because my own understanding can't even understand this. Like I can't fathom this. It doesn't make logical sense to the human mind. It doesn't make sense. I live in LA. Why am I moving to the middle of nowhere? You know, like at a church of people, like full of people that I don't even know. Um, I met them and they are amazing people and I'm super excited to embark on this journey. But then there is the human side of me that is like, bro, what is happening? And so I have really like, I know my friends and my family are really confused. I have I haven't really been able to talk at all because I've just been trying to wrap my head around it. Right. It's like I, I even I feel like I, I got a little more insight through my experience this week. You know, I always talk about how I'm always comforted in the fact that Jesus has this moment where he's like, all right, Lord, if you want to take this cup from me, <laughs> you can have it back. And this is the point. Right. And I feel like when we read that, we would essentially think like, okay, Jesus is about to die. He's aware that he's about to die. He's probably like, I ain't really trying to die. But I also think that in that moment, he recognized that life as he knew it was about to die. He recognized that the life that he had gotten accustomed to, the life that he understood was going to end one day. But in this moment, I also think there's a part of him that grieved that, right? There's a part of him that's like, man, I would love to stay here on earth and continue to do miracles and continue to point people to you. I would love to keep doing that. I would love to keep spending time with the disciples. I would love to keep meeting new people and hanging out with Mary and Martha and Lazarus. I just brought him back to life, Jesus. I would love to spend a little bit more time with him. I feel like there are all of these things that in this 
this moment come to mind that he recognizes are about to die with him on the cross, right? Life as he knew it, not just for him, but everybody that was attached to him was going to change. Mary was going to lose her son. The disciples were going to lose their Lord, but also their friend and their comforter and their leader and their God. Like they were going to lose him as well. And I think in that moment, he doesn't just grieve for himself. He doesn't just cry tears of blood, but he recognizes that the decision that he has made to go after the purpose that God has for his life and to obey the word of the Lord also cost everybody and everything connected to him a moment where they have to let go. And life as they knew it was going to change for everybody, right? And so I think in that moment where he's like, man, father, I don't want to be the one to shift life for everybody else. And I think, but then he recognized that following the voice of God would essentially make them better. It would save them. It would give us, me sitting right here, eternal life. And I think that it, it just... I, for whatever reason, like laying in my bed this morning, this story came up for me because I identify with it often. You know, I feel like I'm always in a moment where like, Lord, I know your will, but if at any point you want to shift it and change it and, and go about it a different way, I'm all for that. <laughs> and so it's like, I remember in starting my podcast and Pastor Sarah preached a sermon that was like, you know, what about when the will of God hurts you, right? When it, it it hurts to obey the will of the Father. And I think in this moment, I don't feel as like, oh, this is so devastating, but it does make me a little sad, right? There's a part of me that is mourning life as I knew it. There's a part of me that mourns what I know. Like I know this space over here on the left. It's like, I know what this looks like. I know, I understand it. I trust it. I've, I feel um, a bit of safety in it. It's very comfortable, right? I've become complacent. I've become, um, yeah, you know, I, I feel like <laughs> I finally got settled in this space and God's like, okay, no, now it's time to move you here. Now, now you are prepared. Now you are ready for this next step. And I'm not going to lie. The next step feels very intimidating. It feels very like, whoo, Lord, me? Like, is this, is this me? And um, Pastor Sarah preached a message a couple weeks ago called A New Tone. And while she's preaching, I'm just like, whoo, Lord, Father, because there is a way that we see ourselves, right? And the whole purpose of this podcast is to be able to put our life in perspective and see things and ourselves the way that God sees them. And it's very interesting because I feel like this position caused me to the space where God sees me, where I haven't yet adopted that view of myself yet. And I'm working on it. I'm getting there. I think being offered the position and almost essentially like God leading the pastor to me, it it proves, right? I, I feel like God is taking me on this journey where he is trying to get me to see myself <laughs> the way that he does by any means necessary. And so I, I know we won't be here talking long, but I also know that if I'm experiencing this, I'm sure that you guys are experiencing it as well. And I think when God calls you to move forward, you have to be very, very, very careful not to go back or to stay in a place where the grace has left you for that season or that space or that job or that relationship. And the reason I say that is because sometimes when we go back, we cause death to the thing that was supposed to happen in the future. And so I know for me, as much as I'm sad about leaving where I was and the comfortability of that situation, um, even and it's not just like situations, also location, like being in L.A., I also feel like I'm very much so in a season where God is calling me away from everything that is comfortable for me, everything that could possibly distract me, which means there's something he's trying to get to me. Right. There's also a person that he's wanting me to become that I need to be removed from this environment in order to produce. Right. 
Which I fully understand that because I am the person who will distract myself with the lives of everyone else so that I never have to do the things that God's calling me to do. <laughs> I feel like I have created creative ways to run. You know, it's like where it looks like I'm not running. It looks like I'm fully active in the purpose and the thing that God has called me to do, but I find ways to run without really moving my legs, guys. Um, and I'm sure you've done that too, right? It's like, the, because it feels like the thing that God is calling you to feels so much bigger than you, right? And it's like, ah, I would prefer to help Susie over here become all that God has called her to be because I can see all that God has called her to be. And God's like, no, that's, that's great. You know, we should be servants, right? Because that Jesus did that, right? He was a servant. But he didn't let his ability to serve or his desire to serve or his success in serving to detour him from the ultimate call of God on his life, which brings me back to the moment in the garden where he's like, Lord, if you want to take this cup from me, you know, but nevertheless, not my will, your will. I would imagine that Jesus played in his head about all the amazing miracles he could do if he just stayed in that space. He's like, oh, but I could help the disciples and I could make sure that everybody was good. I can make because at our core, we are servants. Like, I don't know about you, but I love serving. I love helping people get to where it is that God is calling them to be. But it shouldn't be at the expense of me never reaching my destiny. So I feel like, you know, this should have been called nevertheless, right? Nevertheless, it's, it, that is a very churchy word. <laughs> um, but that is genuinely how I feel, right? No matter how sad I am, no matter how afraid I am, I nevertheless, you know, not my will, but the father's will be done. And that is genuinely how I feel, you know, kicking and screaming, you know, rolling my eyes at the Lord a little bit because he didn't give me no more time. He didn't give me no time to to like because because sometimes, right, when we hear the voice of the Lord, we know it's right. It's the thing that scares us. So we like, ooh, maybe this ain't the Lord, because then it, would it really happen like this? Or, would it, you know, we start going through all of these scenarios and then to go back into a space that God has called you out of is very dangerous because a essentially the enemy right he doesn't want you to reach your purpose and destiny so things can reach a place and it'll start feeling good and sometimes being out of alignment is unrecognizable right you think that it might cause you a little pain here and there but you just could think that they're growing pains I think about like when your shoulder when your wheels need an alignment sometimes the car drives just like it would if it didn't need one and then sometimes when you start to pick up acceleration you feel that shaky right it gets real shaky it gets hard to drive you know the tire could eventually blow out because of the pressure of the weight and it hasn't been aligned and things are off and so it's like you're driving straight but the car keeps going left it's like that's what it feels like to be out of alignment but sometimes you aren't um you don't recognize that until it's it's late in the game and so for the sake of this just don't be out of alignment. I want to stay, we, we talked about this a couple episodes ago, just connected to the vine because that's what produces fruit. And so as tough as it is to sometimes remain on this tree, you know, and remain rooted and planted and not in a specific place, but rooted and planted in words that you've received from God that may cause you to uproot where you are that time, but take your roots and plant them somewhere else just because it's what God said. And all the times we don't need an understanding, you know, it says lean not to your own understanding because there are some things that you won't understand in the moment until after they happen and then you'll go oh that's why God said do that because this is this and because I needed to do this and I needed to learn this and I needed to become this and it really boils down to do you trust God enough to move 
when you can't see what it looks like or when you can you trust can you trust God enough to move even when you don't understand and I think we talked about that in the last episode is his word enough is his word enough to bust a move is his word enough to uproot life and move to this place and trust that he has you and what I one thing I can I think that makes obeying God a lot easier is that I recognize that he's always there for me he always shows up he always got me he always blows my mind he always goes beyond above what I could think or imagine he just always you know period whatever that is he just always dot 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 he just always shows up he just always comes through he just always protects me he just always provides he just always dot 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 whatever you need to fill in a blank and I want you to take a moment and just think about you know maybe you're in a space where you need to make a decision and it's really really hard because you don't understand why it's happening you feel like things are good life is good life is great why am I why am I transitioning in a space and I just need you to take a moment and think about how he how he is faithful and how he is consistent and even in a space where I don't understand it and I cannot see where this path is leading me I can trust that he's with me and he's gonna always do what he said he'll do and you just have to hold on to that that has to be enough because sometimes that's all you have (laughs) and it just it has to be enough and I think about the detriment of looking back I just think about Lot's wife and how you know you know right you know they the Lord saved them. He preserved them. He said, hey, get out of there, run away and don't look back. Right. And I'm not saying at all that I'm leaving a place that was at all anything close to Sodom and Gomorrah. But I also think that a place that is amazing could turn into a bad situation when you are out of season, because there is a grace that God gives us to handle where he calls us to. And when you are when that grace lifts, it lifts and there is nothing you can do about it. (laughs) And things that are simple will frustrate you just because you are out of place. You're out of alignment and there's no grace to remain there. And I just think about how Lot's wife couldn't trust God enough to not look back at all the things that she was leaving. Because the reality is, if you look back and start to focus on everything you're walking away from, you may never reach the next thing that God has for you because you're also comparing it. I wasn't like this where I came from or I didn't like. It's just detrimental. You think about being in a new relationship and comparing it to the old one. It's like that one can never be what it was designed to be because you are holding it to a standard that is essentially beneath you because you have moved on. You've moved past it. Right. And so I just wanted this episode to just be a sense of encouragement, um, walk you guys through my current thoughts and hopefully, you know, my life can help put yours in perspective because that's what, um, that's why God brought us together. That's why God had me start this podcast, right? So that we could journey through life together and discover his perspective of our life, of our faith, of our journeys, of our failures, of our successes, of our wins, of our losses. He wanted to give us his perspective. We, I just, and it's so crazy because because the moment I'm in something and it irritates me or I'm sad about something, I'm like, my prayer is always, okay, Lord, I need your perspective of this, right? Because there is a way that you see it and it is clearly not the way I'm seeing it right now. But in order to make it through this, in order to understand this, in order to get through this, I need to see it the way that you see it. And instantly I can see, I just see differently, right? It's like being in that plane and looking out the window and I could look at the Sears Tower, which I'm from Chicago, so ask about me. Um, But looking at the Sears Tower and how in a plane, it can look like a little tiny box, but from the ground up, it looks huge, right? And I think that that's what God's perspective does for us. It's the things that we magnify and the things that we 
that looks so much bigger than us. In his view, he can, he gives he, he can look down on it, right? He gives us a view. So it's like the things that I have made so big and are so like, oh, massive. They are so small in his eyes. They are so, it's so, because he, cause he's in control. He's like, I got the pieces on the board and I'm moving them the way that I see fit and the way that they um, need to be moved in order to fulfill my purpose for why they were created. And so if you got my view, you could see higher, you could see above it, you could see outside of it. And you can see that this really looks like this. And it's really this, although from your view, it looks a little shaky, it looks a little rough, right? I can see above and beyond where you are right now. And so I just want to encourage you, if you're in anything, if God is asking something of you that feels so much bigger than you and the way only way you can do it is outside of yourself, I'm just asking you to just say the simple prayer like, Lord, give me your perspective, your view of this. If you're in something and you feel like you keep hitting brick walls and it's not working, ask God to give you his perspective and don't ask him what you can get out of it. Ask him who you can become through it, right? Whether it's a bad thing, whether it's a good thing, whether it's a new thing it's something new or something old or something, whether it's something you have to walk away from or something you have to go back to, because that happens as well, whatever it is, just ask for his view, ask for his perspective so that you have the ability to move forward, whatever that looks like forward. We just want to go forward. And it's so interesting because it's why I'm saying this. I can hear Beyonce's little interlude forward. but no guys I love you so much and I'm praying for you I'm super excited about life and perspective happening week to week it's going to happen week to week you may even get two episodes a week we'll see what the Lord can do because we're going to start a conversation series I just want to introduce you guys to some of my friends and some people that I admire so you can hear their stories and their testimonies just about how they've put their life in perspective, you know, through their faith. I want you to hear some stories about obedience because I genuinely believe that obedience is the only currency to life, right? It's like people would say faith, but I'm going to say obedience because I think that obedience requires faith, right? And so I think obedience is a currency to life. When the pandemic happened and the world was shut down and people were losing their jobs, the only thing that you could grow fruit from was your obedience. Whatever it was the Lord told you to do, I bet you that was the only thing that was producing fruit at that time. And so obedience is genuinely the currency to life. It is what this entire episode is about, right? I'm sharing with you a transition I'm making in response to a word that I got from the Lord. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you that I will always obey. It's how I grow in relationship with the father. He tells me to do something. I do it. I step out on faith and I watch him blow my mind. And so that is what I'm encouraging you guys to do, man. Just trust him enough to move on his word and watch him shift things and change things and show up in your life like never before. Hey, I hope that something was said today to help put your life in perspective. I love you. And as always, I'm praying for you. This is life in perspective. We out.